So I don't know. I just, I'm afraid if I start listening, I'm barely doing a podcast. If I start listening to them, that's a rabbit hole. I don't want to slide down. Touche. Touche. It's kind of why I never wanted to get to like, you know, Funkos or anything like that. Because once you start, it's bad. Look at, you know, some people, you know, with their, with their doll safaris. Oh, dude, forget about it. Um, And that's the thing. So, you know, on, on the, on the toy boys show this week, Mm-hmm. They were even talking about how, like, they're, you know, they would always joke and say that like, they're the most expensive free podcast around, which is true. You know, you listen to the podcast and then it gets you itchy for, like, the toys of your youth and they're starting to right. branch out a little bit, talking about, like, cards and other collectibles, a lot of Star Wars stuff now because Mandalorian's hot, right? Right. Right. So the one guy is like, oh, he goes, the people that really confound me are the people that listen and don't buy anything. And that's me. You know, like I a while ago, you know, I had you pick up the uh, Ruby Riot figure for me. Yep. And I picked up. What did I pick up? Uh, I pick up. I picked up the Hawkins figure, of course. And I picked up the um, the Red Rooster figure. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm good for now. You know, oh, I get you. Um, so like now, like if I kept that up, I'd be like other people that we know that are selling old figures to make room for the new <laughs> stuff that they're bringing into their house. So you got to cycle, you got to rotate, Joe. And I'm already cycling and rotating one collection with my comics. Uh-huh. I don't need to add that to another, you know? I was like that with posters. I have posters in those, you know, those shitty frames that you can get from like Walmart or whatever, yeah. with the cardboard background, they have the little clip on ends and stuff like that. I was buying posters, going, you know what? I back in the day, like I have all those old preacher posters, all those old Sandman posters. I even like, I probably tweeted a bunch of them out. I have like f- seven of the Justice League International same poster because I'm sick. Right, but it was like, oh, I'll just rotate them out on the walls. I'll just have like rotating art and like with with uh, my original art and stuff. And it never happens. You say you're going to do it, but it just they just pile up in the corner. You know what I mean? Like, I I had gotten into some posters a little while ago, um, and then it was just one of those things where like we ran out of room for them, and then I had to make decisions, and then I had like some more horror movie posters as well. And I'm like, we have a kid, like, we're going to be having a kid here soon. <laughs> so I can't, like, have these horrific images up on the wall, right? Right. I and, uh, yeah, so that, like, the posters are just, like, in a bin in the basement. Right. Mine are in a, either, either rolled up, because I have a ton of them still rolled up that I, I was like, I'm done buying frames that I'm never going to hang. And, like, I have, like, 20 or 30 in, in frames, and then... 20 or 30 and like rolled up and just in a, in a box upstairs. It's yeah, it's crazy. But, and you remember that original art uh, email that I sent you about the guy buying the whole King in black? Yes. Got an update on that email, right? Is that apparently it's, it's, it's a go right for all seven issues. I think King in black is seven issues. Doesn't matter. That's a, well, that's a, hang on one second. Uh, this is Longbox Heroes After Dark, uh, number 318. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> no, it's fine. Before anything incriminating came out. But I, is, I guess it's just the main miniseries, not like all the ancillary stuff right. or like not, 
Venom either. No, it's just whatever Ryan Stegman is doing. Okay, okay. Is so that that's the seven issues or five, six issues of King and Black. Mm-hmm. So definitely issue one is gone. Th- th- this is the new thing. Um, there's the art guy who reps Stegman. Is he like he he's a horn like a horn blower man? Like he pats. I'm surprised he hasn't bro- broken his arm patting himself on the back. But he's gotten into this thing where now. He's into selling whole issues to collectors. Just like, hit me up if you want the whole issue. Because he has this thing where he's like, I don't do anybody any favors. When I drop artwork, it's all at once the issue and piecemeal. And people like, I no favorites. Like, with the first person with the email timestamp that comes in, I get it. But he goes, if you want to buy the whole issue, he goes, that'll work with you. And like a whole bunch of like the Thor, Nick Klein issues have just gone full tilt shot. So he's like, we're gonna, I, the first King in Black is definitely gone. And I'm in the, the you know, talks to do two through seven. And he basically did another email and he's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty much going to happen. And now he's like, yeah. And I found out that this person is going to be displaying all seven issues in a museum and they're breaking ground right now. And I'm like, this is all a tax opportunity, man. This is literally a tax opportunity as far as I'm concerned. But the person, me and me and Josh did the did, did the math. Like, say you got a 20-page comic at 400 bucks. You know what I mean? A page? Just let's say. And yeah. Stegman's art on King and Black ain't going for 400 bucks a page. It's going for way more. Then you throw in the covers. We were, like, thinking 20000 an issue. You know what I mean? Right. 50, I don't know. Like, I'd have to see because they're oversized. They're not 20-page issues. Well, maybe he's getting a deal because he's buying them all. Uh, maybe, but it's still – that's a lot of money. Especially, too, because this guy's prices, like, he he's one of them has – he has uh, Jeff Shaw and Ryan Stegman, like, some of these big up-and-coming artists. Like, he does not fool around with the prices. Right. And – uh, it's it's just crazy, and art has completely changed. Like, yep. just alone on dropping whole issues. When they're not dropping whole issues, this whole pandemic has completely changed the art like landscape. The way they do it, because multiple reps, like there's like f- three, four, five big ones. When it comes time, they're like, "All right, this Thursday we're dropping art." Now, whether it's them going, we're just dropping Bruce Tim art. That's one of them that does it. Or here are the seven people that we're doing, and or or twenty people, and they'll tell you it's going to be a Thursday. They'll either tell you at noon or three o'clock or whatever time Eastern Standard, or they'll tell you if you're on our mailing list, we'll send you an email like fifteen minutes before we do it. But what they do is when that time comes, or they send the email, they're like, "All right, so it's either one o'clock, that's the set time, or in fifteen minutes we're going to do it." They never. They never start, they never refresh the page on time. They let it go a little past. So you're <laughs> sitting there. You're, now, you know, honestly, because I've done it and I've missed out on pages because I was like, eh. But it was like, all right, so it's, let's just say 12.01, 12.02, refresh, refresh, refresh. And they don't give you any beforehand. They're like, this is the page. This is the price. We're dropping pages from so-and-so artists at one o'clock. No, 
no thumbnails to see what they look like, and then they just drop all at once. Usually after about eight or nine minutes of you just salivating, refreshing, getting your adrenaline going, Joe. Then when they drop, they're just like, first come, first serve. So if you really want something, you don't have time to go, all right, well, let me look at that. That's a $700 page. Well, what size artboard is it on? Because some artists do them on 9 by 12. Some do them on 11 by 17. Some do them by 8. It's gone by now while you're thinking that out. You see it. You click on it. Have your autofill information ready of all your, like, information, name, address, and everything. And hit send. If there's buyer's regret, oh, well, because... All these pages, like literally, like you'll get 20, 30, 40, 50 pages dropping at once and 90 to hundred percent of them will go in a couple hours. And most of them will be gone in the first 30 seconds. Now, so you just, I have, go, a, I have a million questions, but go ahead. No, but so I was like on a page that was literally comma money. And I'm like, oh, do I, uh, don't I, uh, I really want, I always wanted one of these pages from this book and I hemmed and hawed and I sent send, but I wasn't one of the, I wasn't the guy who got it because got while it. you're sitting there, you'll watch these, these pages as you refresh the page go sold or on hold because they have, if they're sold, somebody just PayPal them. Or if they're on hold, somebody's doing a payment program or whatever, because some artists reps have that. So sure. you're watching. And if you see on hold or sold come up on something you wanted and nobody's talked to you, you know you're not getting it. So I was like, oh, just because I got in the frenzy of a of a of a of a you know comma page, I went and I put my my shot in, but it was too late. But like I said, because you're sitting there refreshing and you're going crazy, you get you get art crazy, man. But so, question? Uh, like I said, I have a million questions. Um, this is, you know, how how these art dealers or whatever roll out their product for these things. Um, are they just coming out like, okay, I'm going to drop. And again, I'm just saying examples, nothing, you know, I have nothing to base this on, but just so that we have something to talk about. Latest issue of Amazing Spider-Man, right? Right. Uh, it's Ryan Otley art. Ryan Otley has a nice art. You got a lot of big characters in there. Does this guy come out and say, I'm going to be dropping Ryan Otley art? Doesn't tell you what the issue is. Maybe says it's Spider-Man. Doesn't tell you what issue number it is. Is he just putting like, here's the 20 pages of this issue? Or is he saying, does anyone want to buy all 20 issues, 20 pages up front? Or if you're the person who wants to buy all 20 pages, do you have to go there and say, I'm adding all 20 to my cart and hoping for the best? All right. Now, um, all different artists or different reps do different things. Sometimes they'll give you an idea of what they're dropping. If they have an artist who has a monthly book, you kind of know what's coming. You know what okay. I mean? Like the Nick Kleins, he's on Thor doing monthly. So if he puts out issue seven, you know, next month he's putting out issue eight. You know what I mean? So that kind of a thing. Other times it'll just be like they have artists that have found back stock of stuff and they're just going to put it out and or they're buying and selling like that i never sold any of my artwork but somebody might come to me like i know i might trade a page to somebody so now if they have an old george perez page they might say oh we're you know this 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 drop i'm gonna have otley this that and george perez where you're like george perez isn't doing new stuff so he traded or bought some art sure but but now on the 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 uh the the 
buying them all. If you want the whole book, this guy who started that will open up offers before like even dropping the book. He'll be like, ah, oh, you know, like uh, Nick Klein's got Thor, you know, X issue coming up. Anybody interested? Hit me up to buy the whole thing. We can discuss. Okay. That, so even that. before he goes and starts putting the pages up right. for the general public, he says, hey, I got issue eight. But before I put individual pages, right. like the clock is ticking. 24 hours and you can buy the whole issue from me. Right. Now on that, that happened with the Nick Klein page. With the King and Black pages, somebody he never offered. But he said, somebody came to me. Like afterward, he was like, just for anybody who's looking for Ryan Stegman art, because because he reps them, he'll get people asking questions like, hey, when the, do you have any idea when the King and Black art's going to drop? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he must get tons of them because, you know, it's a book people are interested in. He'll just go, well, you know what? Somebody came and asked me because they knew from the Nick Klein books. So you, if you know some, he's repping somebody you can ask about buying a whole issue. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, if, or he'll mention it, you know, this guy's got monthly work coming up. You know, he, here it is. So there's no drop, drop all 20 in the cart because you'd never be able to do it. Cause you'd never be, you know what I mean? Like other people at the same time looking at the page. So he sets right. all that stuff up in advance. If you get what I mean. I do. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out, of course. And this, this came up, because earlier this week, the Rob Sir recaps that we did was the Rob talking about his experiences in the art world. That had Todd telling me about that, uh, the King in Black, the guy who's selling the whole thing. And obviously, before we started recording, uh, you got that new information that the guy was doing it as like, this is the cornerstone of some sort of art exhibit that he's doing, right? Right, building, a, I don't know, a museum, the ground's breaking something. I can, re- I can open up the email while you're chatting if you really want to. No, know. no, that's okay. Uh, but it's just like I find this fascinating. I'm just glad that I'm not in this world. Um, I'm I'm happy to know where the bubble is, mm-hmm. to be able to look in the bubble and never have to worry about going in that bubble. Um, to tell you the truth, here's a you want you want an exclusive on this After Dark show. That's what this show is for. I know. I, I'm thinking. I'm. I'm. I've, I've, I've talked with Josh over 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 a lot. I, I've never sell any. That's not going to happen. But I feel me, I have, with con season shut down because of COVID and everything, and I had like three pages left in my sketchbook. Um, I don't know how much more art I'm going to be doing, because if you can get the guys on their way up, they're affordable. Like, let's just somebody like, I'm trying to take, his name is Bob Q. He did um, Lone Ranger with Mark Russell okay. from Dynamite. He's a guy he hasn't hit yet. His commissions are two, three, four hundred dollars. You know what I mean? I can afford that. I whatever. But like other guys, they're like, you want a commission? You want a John Ramita commission? One, one, one pencil body, two thousand dollars, and that's where we start. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, I can't afford it. I'm doing the last thing that I'm doing with my Jonah Hex collection, and I'm two or three artists away from finishing that three pages in my sketchbook and then I don't know what I'll do. Like that'll be as, as things come, like I used to have plans when it came to art, but the bubble got so big that you can't plan anymore because tomorrow that thing that you wanted might triple quadruple or like 10 times what it was worth. So, so I, 
do you think that the pandemic, the shutdown and no conventions has kind of heightened this, which was kind of already building, let's say over the last like year or two. And now here we are year three, year whatever, that everyone's just gotten antsy. Everyone's looking to make a buck because there's no conventions. Yes, it's it was it was climbing regardless, especially with the. What do you want to call it? Like uh, that, you know, comic book properties are mainstream now. You know what I mean? Like Preacher being on TV show, the boys being on the, on TV, stuff like that. Um, That gets people going, Oh, and then like older people going like, Oh, nostalgia for, for the older stuff. It was already rocketing up. But now before it was kind of like these dealers and reps, they kind of save the good, like they did online drops, but they kind of save the big stuff. To s- pay for their tables at San Diego and New York, if you know what I mean. Right. Like, they would be like, all right, we're going to have this, we're going to have that. And, like, you know, I'm going to save up some Ryan Stegman artwork or this art, art guy. He's maybe do some commissions at the show. But once, like, reps really got into the into the deal, a lot of people blame reps for the, the price increase. And some of them are because it's a great – buffer between the artist and the and the and the 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 fan because a lot of times the artist would be like yeah i'm just a schlub who draws i'll give you this all right two hundred dollars and they'll give you an eight hundred dollar drawing for two hundred where the where the art dealer can be the bad guy at shows and be like no no you don't you don't do anymore and like once they got in and they do they do stuff at shows the prices were going up but the pandemic with the ability to drop it and, and instead of 20,000 people at a convention having the ability to get the art at the same time, you now have anybody with an internet connection being able to get the art at the same time. And it's the wild, wild west out there, Joe. I don't know if I I went a long way around, if any of that answers your question. No, no. So it does, but I got a lot more, I got a lot more questions with this as well. So we talk about, you know, obviously some, a couple of the shows that I listen to different areas of collecting you know, art people, of course, getting itchy. Now, do you think that seeing this go on with, you know, entire books being sold like this, do you think this is going to get some of the artists that have gone away from pen to paper? Uh, what's the what's the fancy paper call that they do the pages on? Just artboard. That's not a fancy okay. name. I mean, it's just... Okay. That's what I always called it. But like, you know, we talked a couple of weeks ago on the main show about the digital. Uh, was that digital? Yes, the people who do digital. Do you think this is going to cause some of those folks that were doing just digital to go back to doing their books this way, so that they can make that extra scratch in the side? I don't know because it just seems like there are just. Uh, when I say that, like, get, I would be getting out because everything's becoming affordable. There's a lot of people who are still affordable. I just think a lot of people will do it digitally because it's fast until they hit it big. Then maybe they'd have, like, the scratch. Like, anybody who hasn't hit hit it big isn't going to do it because they, they can make more money from hitting their deadlines or doing two books a month than selling their artwork. Okay, if, if you get, so I get right. So okay, I completely get what you're saying. But like a Ryan Stegman won't. But somebody like uh, Diodato, mm-hmm. Diodato will do 
only digital, but only do the do the covers on regular paper. Okay, so he's he he's he's maybe figured out what works for him. Right. So do you think and what I'm kind of okay, so I maybe is explaining maybe not explaining it the best way. That makes sense. I do it digitally because it helps me meet deadlines and I get paid enough that I don't need to pay it. Uh, flip my stuff on the secondary market because the secondary market of original art has been so sketchy, pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, for the last five to ten years. Well, in the last two to three years, it's turning around. Maybe I decided to do my stuff digitally five to ten years ago, seven years ago, whatever it is. Now I get the right art rep and he could just say, and again, you say Mike Diodato, he still has covers. And again, I don't know if this is the guy, but let's say Stuart, Stuart Eminent decides I'm coming back. I'm doing a new book, Marvel, DC, whatever. And for the first time in X amount of years through the art rep, he's going to have original art available. Which is actually funny because Stuart just had an art drop the other day, but go ahead. Okay, so again, I don't know who these guys are that went to full digital. Okay, now this is let me just say because because he 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 can't do a monthly book or whatever. Uh, Brian Boland, let's just say, right. So I know Brian Boland has been digital for a while, right? Yes, and just so you know, because I know too much about this, he would only do roughs in pencil. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, I'm just going to do a quick rough (laughs) in pencil, and then he'd have something to sell, and then he'd do everything digital. Right, so I'm just trying to think of, like, is is there or can there be a change here of these guys that have gone to just full digital with the right art rep and with the right secondary marketing behind it, obviously as part of his Marvel DC image or whatever contract, they can't advertise there and say um, he's going to be doing original art, but obviously he gets on a book. And says, like, I'm doing a six-issue arc here, or a new number one there, or whatever it is. And then the art rep is like, this is the first time in five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years that so-and-so is going to have original art for sale on this right. new book, and so on and so forth. Right, right. Could happen. Because, right, because, um, you know, the 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 Liefeld podcast I listened to this past week, um, a lot of it was about some McFarlane older stuff that was on the market that was fetching a high price. Right. Where part of the reason is, is because it's older stuff. Yes, you know, 30 plus years old, 35 years in many cases. But it's, you know, Todd hasn't done interiors or regular art in however many years. Whereas someone like Eric Larson has continually been doing original art for 30 plus years. So there's just more of it out there. Whether he's selling it or not, there's more of it out there. Yep, the more you do the more you kind of devalue your art. Right. So because that's the thing. So that could be part of the reason why some people may have went to full digital because it's like, I'm doing all this stuff by hand, on paper, sending it in, excuse me, for all this extra work and I'm not getting a full return on it. I mm-hmm. think there's an art rep out there that could probably market someone to be able to go back and do three issues, six issues, whatever, even one issue. Well, I mean, look at those. I I pop them up every once in a while, like Frank Miller. You know what I mean? Like Frank Miller is just like, hey, I'm going to do a $700 remark 
and it's going to be on the cover of a comic and it's going to be 700 bucks, just cash money. Right. You know? So yeah, yeah, it's, it's all in the dealer or the artist, like the artist, like whatever the name on the artist is can, can sell, you know what I mean? So it's, I always joke that there's no like hard and fast rules when it comes to art, because I, I, we've talked about this. Remember when we talked about the, like equations on a book, like what would make it sell? Yeah. It's the same thing with art. It's like, you know what? Somebody like Bill Sienkiewicz, he's, you know, big time artist, like, and he's a mainstream artist too, doing like movie posters and stuff like that. But like, if you're a comic book artist guy, you want Moon Knight by, by Bill. You know what I mean? Like Bill's yeah. done a lot of things, but that's what he's done. So the whole thing is like, if it's one of your wheelhouse characters, like literally John Byrne, John Byrne, who doesn't do commissions anymore, which ticks me off because I wanted a Dr. Doom from him so bad. So if anybody just wants to give me Dr. Doom, John Bernard, who's listening to this, I would gladly accept it. But when he used to take commissions, it used to be like, all right, I'll, you know, this, I'll do this size, this, this many characters on a, this size artboard for $500. You make it X-Men, it's $700. If it's right. FF, you know, maybe a little cheaper. You know what I mean? Like, it was weird the way, like, just what people want. And then, you know, uh, I'm trying to think. Dan Jurgens always upcharges for Doomsday because he hates drawing them because with all the little knickknacks on his body. <laughs> just it, It's just crazy. So, and Cyborg Superman. He goes, if you want me to draw... Doomsday or Cyborg Superman, and uh, let's just say a hundred bucks. You want them fighting each other? Just put an extra zero on the check. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm not saying he said that, but you get the idea. You know what I mean? Like like that much money? Because I've met him a couple of times and I've got some stuff. But anything I would go for would be Booster Gold. You know? And he's like, eh, I have no problem drawing Booster Gold. <laughs> he made him nice and easy to draw. You know what I mean? He's no jack of all trades, Joe. Or Jack of Hearts. That was the character. Because uh, Keith Giffen, I think, created him and wouldn't draw him because he, he made him too busy. It's like, I'll never draw him again. But anyway. So you get the idea, I think. I do. So uh, I have to ask, of course, as we um, wrap this up here for After Dark, did you... Uh... I saw that a while ago. Okay. No. Okay. Um how's uh what's the what's the update on the uh the garage? Nothing. Nothing yet. I thought you were gonna ask about something else. I forgot we're gonna do the garage every week till it's fixed. Yes. I don't know. And... We're getting some snow, Joe. I don't know if they want to fix it. But what are you asking about? Well, I didn't want to ask about the snow either, because uh, I brought the snow up before we started recording, and you were very upset. Well, because I had to do a lot of work today getting ready for it. But uh, what were you going to ask after that? Uh, that's it. Okay. I can think. I don't know. There's no one else. Was I, no, I just thought you might have been looking at something. We we're going to ask me a question, but never mind. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, we got as you listen to this. We got Patreon stuff coming out this week. Uh, we're recording December. Uh, previewing the past, right? Right, as long as I don't get taken by an avalanche, we'll do that. And then, well, we could do it on Saturday if need be. Uh, we might have to discuss, depending on how tired I am Friday night. But we'll, we'll talk. 
And then, uh, you know, to kick off the new year, we're going to be doing January preview Mm -hmm. because the schedule flips. Oh, and then we have to figure out, um, you know, obviously we we talked last week. The official winner was the six never before seen movies. Mm -hmm. And we have to decide who's going first. Right. We discussed because we met at the shop last week for the first time in forever and we were going to do it there. But you we threw our Christmas presents at each other and then you grabbed pizza and ran out the door. That's true. It's exactly how it went down, people. It pretty much. Yeah. Like, here's your damn present. I got pizza and bam, out the door. I meant to talk to uh, other people at the shop about other stuff. And I'm like, I got shit to do. I was on pizza duty mm-hmm. and uh, delivery duty, you know? That's right. It was okay. Max wasn't there last week. So, oh, there is one thing I have to close out with. Right. So, uh, this is for one person and one person only for dinner tonight. I didn't get a chance to take a picture of it next to today's paper. <laughs> But I had a McRib, and I stopped by Long John Silver's to get some chicken planks to go along with it. You know what I had for dinner tonight, Joe? What'd you have for dinner? McRib. Okay. Yeah. Did you have chicken planks from Long John Silver's as well? No, because Long John Silver's was closed as I was driving by. Oh, the Long John Silver's I drove by looked closed when I drove by, but I drove, you know, drive-thru was open. Yeah, as long as that, I went, I was like, do I want a McRib or not? Yes. And I was like, yeah, because I was running around today, getting ready for Stormageddon. And I was like, I'm just so hungry. I don't know what I want. Oh, there's a drive through I'll go in and make my heart happy and get a McRib. <laughs> I got a <laughs> heart's going to earn a paycheck today. What? Your heart's going to earn its paycheck today. <laughs> That's right. But I did get a Diet Coke, so it makes oh, it happy. That, yeah, that evens it out. It does. It's like, ah, McRib. But I did go large fry because yeah. they because the line was so long that I was like, they're going to be warm. I was like. And I, I, I brought them home, and my wife was even like, boy, these non-potato French fries sure taste delicious. I'm like, I'm almost certain they're potatoes. They're potato adjacent. Yeah. Well, but yeah, there's nothing more that makes me, I regret more than getting a medium or a small fry and you get them in the bag and they're hot. Yeah. And you're just like, I could have got, you could have just dumped them in my back seat and I would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Just so. Yeah. Hot fries are like, you know, make me a hot mess. Show. Yeah. Uh, but I just had to get my food in there because we talk about food every week on the podcast now. So we got to work it in here on After Dark. That is true. I, I I eat I eat my artwork sometimes. It's so expensive. I can't buy food, Joe. <laughs> so, all right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to episode three eighteen, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Uh, you know, see you next week. If you're a Patreon person, you got extra stuff coming this week. Whether you're a dollar person or a five dollar person or anywhere in between. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. And uh, you know, be safe out there. Northeastern type people. You're listening to the soon to be named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Network.